welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Oh, man, we are back for some more hot space reality television action. Kevin, we are setting a course for new adventure. What's going to happen this week? <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be up to you guys, I suppose. But um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to a couple of the other creators that have given me some inspiration in coming up with this game for you guys. All right. Uh, so, you know, one of my ways of, of running the game is I scour the Internet for, you know, forum posts and and reddit threads and uh cool supplements and i uh, buy them and go through them so rogue genius games and everybody games uh particularly the work of alexander agunas and george loki willems in the pop culture catalog series uh those have been really really good in starfinder stuff you can find it on drivethroughrpg.com and there will be links in the show notes um, I think that they're really high quality resources for any GM, and uh, so I'm happy to use some of them in the game. Uh, specifically, uh, they have like little pop culture things about alcoholic drinks, restaurants, and infosphere shows. Uh, also, uh, Legendary Games, uh, specifically Jason Nelson and the team that put together the Alien Bestiary, um, which is just a helpful, you know, extra monster manual. And lastly, uh, the user Pizza Zaria on Reddit, who does a bunch of homebrew stuff and had pages of notes about food, and I thought that that was cool. Very nice. So you don't so, have to you don't have to go out and buy the Starfinder uh, Starship Operations Manual, a um, thirty nine ninety nine uh, book with only one hundred and fifty eight pages in it. If you don't want to, because I'm sure. There are awesome resources online that cover all of this stuff. Yeah, really awesome. great stuff. So nice. But I mean, yeah, in terms of what? only like fourteen bucks, I believe, or ten bucks. Sure. Um. So, in terms of what you guys are gonna do tonight, well, uh, geez, does anybody remember what we did last time on Critical Hit? On, on Critical Hit. On Critical Hit. I snuck it in there on you guys who are ready. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're always ready for that. We're sneaky. <laughs> Fox oh, and jerks, you off. broke our ship. Well, yeah, well we, we didn't break it. We, we kind of set it on fire. The wannabe brain. Yep. Talos. Talos, the wannabe brain. What a jerk. And uh, yeah, so Talos and his minion robots uh, attacked your ship. Um, and you also met Grace, the ship's computer. And learn that the ship is called the Squeaky Clean, as it was loaded full of space suds, a cleaning product? Question mark. Uh, and you had, food. yeah, um, and uh, you were there cleaning up the mess, so to speak, when we left <laughs> off. So all six of you are in the hangar bay, the cargo bay of the ship it's still a total mess after uh the firefight uh sometimes literally that uh had just uh went down uh you've got the scattered broken remnants of the four uh observer class drones that were flying around and that big patrol uh robot that uh vangie went toe-to-toe with uh talos 
exclaimed, Psychic Mist! And then cast a fog cloud spell and ran away, presumably, into the the docks of Absalom Station um, as, as you had defeated him. But the place is still a total mess. There's open panels everywhere. Uh, Bob uh, had plugged into one near the the central computer node uh, to speak with the computer while everybody else was tending to themselves, kind of recovering after the battle. And that's where we'll pick up. All right. Uh, Grace, what systems need to be repaired currently? Oh, let's see. Navigation. Um power, weapons, uh, sensors, shields. Um, well, let's see. Oh, and life support. Yeah, life support. So were all of these things damaged before the brain came in here and started wrecking the place? Or was this all of his work? Well, you know, it's been a while since the ship's gotten a good tune-up. So it's kind of... It's, a little bit of both. Sorry. Hmm. And this is the ship that was supplied to us by, and I pick up one of the products on the Space Suds? Yes, Space Suds is our sponsor. I've got a big logo emblazoned on the side of the ship right now. You can't see it because you're inside, but yeah. <laughs> then she uses some uh, hologram emitters, and you get to see the big logo on the side of the ship. Um from within and the ship is evidently a like seafoam green um kind of kind of boxy kind of old older school ship design and uh it just says space suds in like retro futuristic font and there's like little brushed air bubbles all over the place well it looks good on the outside hey but yeah no this is a problem we're gonna need some repairs are these repairs that i can do with materials that are already on the ship or are we going to have to purchase materials or am I going to have to cobble together repairs from these spare parts that we now suddenly have an abundance of after our encounter with these robots? I'm guessing more one of those latter two in okay, then. terms of making the best of a, a bad situation here. Um, and then from behind you, cause you're kind of directed towards the uh, forward part of the ship. Um, from one of the open panels that uh, Laser Blast shot at, uh, a big metal disc, a silver disc, rolls out like a hula hoop, uh, and it spins, hits the opposite side of the wall, and starts doing the... And then it is uh, disc side down, landed on the floor. Um, after just a moment, uh, little wheels uh, pop up uh, from underneath the disc. So the disc itself is covered in strange runes, presumably magical runes, and alongside glowing mithril circuitry, and it's about two feet in diameter. Um, the Lower half, like I said, has these like whirring wheels and little rotating mini thrusters that seem to have popped out of it. And it, inside seems almost like it's formed a shallowly indented bowl uh, with some sort of force field. Uh, Grace, what's this? 
Oh, uh, that was another one of the products supplied by the sponsor. I'm, I'm not sure. It starts to whiz around the room, uh, kind of seemingly going in every which way, uh, until it comes across one of the discarded lime green space suds pods, and a little two-pronged metal grabber arm pops out of the, a panel and grabs the packet. It's like space suds natural predator. Is it, is it a laundry machine? Uh, so you, you hear it make some gurgling noises and then that little bowl that is the inside of it starts to fill with a lighter shade of that lime green substance with the occasional air bubble in it. After a moment of this, which I imagine this just has you guys totally transfixed at this point, uh, the bowl has become a dome. So, you know, all around it, uh, a gelatinous slime is inside that same light lime green and two little metal balls pop into the slime from uh, little inserts in the disc. And they seem to move forward to be eyes. Yeah. It now has two cute little googly eyes and seems to be able to move its mouth. It's like slime as though it had a mouth and it looks at you expectantly. Identify yourself. What is your type and model? Squeebo. Uh, are we f- familiar with a squeebo? You, like the mascot? Uh, you guys can try to make culture checks. It's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. My culture is actually good. Oh, cool. I got a 17. Okay. Wow. Surprisingly enough, two of you, it looks like, do get it. Um, not the 17, though. Boo. But uh, Hecubino's 20. And Amu's 23. Yeah, so a Squeebo is a uh, cleaning device. Um, but uh, it's it's very old. You think that they were all recalled for something. Ooh, are you one of those old cleaning devices? Squeebo, clean! And it kind of bats its little eyes at you. And it skitters over. Oh, yeah, it's cute. Hey, all of these things got recalled, so just keep an eye on it, okay? Why were they recalled? I don't know. Probably dangerous. Not. Squeebo looks at the bodies of the uh, fallen robots and also all the uh, scorch marks around the room and the various messes made by the... uh, exploding space suds packets and the coolant that was sprayed to put out the fire. And it looks back at you and says, Squeebo clean. Go for it, buddy. Squeebo clean. And it zooms off and it starts spraying some sort of acid spray out of its (laughs) uh, dome, like a a mouth. And then it goes over and scrubs at the area until uh, it's cleaned off one little area. And then it starts repeating the process over and over again. Oh, maybe if there are parts in those robots that we want to use, we should get those out of Squeebo's way. Yeah. So you guys uh, gather some of the robots? Yeah. Hmm. All right, everybody pick up a robot. Loot the robotties. We will put them here. And literally, when I say here, I'm just pointing at Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm yes. uh, Yes, let's uh, let's do that. Hey, nice, nice job with the fighting. I didn't get shot by any of these little guys, so good work. Oh yeah, 
we're a we're a scrappy little crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just, so- hang, hang on, just wait one second, and uh, uh, Hegibina is gonna like put a finger on one nostril and then just you know do that thing where like he blows out the other one, and this uh, just this like black glob of like blood would like shoot out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sorry about that. Hadn't haven't had a good brain off in a while. Hey Squeebo, you might want to get this in here in a bit. Squeebo delightedly runs over and dissolves your snot rocket. Okay. That was uh, horrifying. <laughs> I hope you got a wide angle shot. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. Um Matthew, whenever uh, Quentin has his camera on, so I'm going to assume that you have the camera off unless you tell me otherwise. Um, It would be noticeable to the other uh, characters if it's on. Okay. Does this seem like the kind of thing that needs to be recorded? You know, that's a judgment call. I would say no. It seems like we've, you know, we've damaged an awful lot of the uh, advertiser's product. Yeah, and this is perhaps a a recalled, um, you know, product that they're no longer selling. So, yeah. Mm. Eh. By the way, Squeebo does pick up more of those packets to basically refuel itself. But it doesn't seem like you guys are in any danger of running out. Oh, no. Uh, And then at the cargo bay door, uh, there's a wrapping of someone's knuckles against the metal, uh, which the door is open. Uh, so ever since uh, Talos's escape and uh, a woman steps in. Hello. Uh, she is a, yeah. So she's a Lashunta woman um, about five, three, which is 160 centimeters. And I'm not going to use metric anymore for height because that's just confusing. <laughs> uh, she's definitely on the stockier um, more muscular side. Um, so she is a Lashunta, which uh, people can give me life science checks. Mm. No Pass. thanks. My specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Probably didn't make that. Oh, first one was 21. Sorry, I clicked that I'm twice. I'm not trained in that, but I do have a thing that lets me roll it untrained to identify beings. Although my score is not very 20. good. Good, yeah. No surprise there. And then I think also as a, a one of your interesting uh, biohacker abilities um, for Amu means that you're you're really good at identifying creatures. Uh, so um, the so it's going to be Stephen or Bob that is and Amu. You guys both succeed with flying colors. So most of you know that this is a Lashunta. Um, Lashuntas are pretty common uh, species, so you can identify them. You know that they have mind powers sometimes uh, as a species. Um, But Amu and Steven, you're able to identify that uh, this is specifically one of the two subspecies that Lashunta have, uh, Damaya and Karasha, uh, that are chosen by the individual in puberty, and they're somewhat divergent physiologically. Uh, so her build indicates that she's likely a Karasha, which tend to be a, a little stronger, a little more blunt and uh, brutal. Um, she has light gray skin 
with symmetrical purple lines and dots forming an upside down triangular mandala on her forehead where like the points are going towards her scalp and then the bottom one is kind of between her eyes on her nose the bridge of her nose and uh the the two top corners of the triangle kind of vanish into uh her hairline but also into antennae which are topped with uh glowing pink purple tips Uh, her hair is shoulder length and a vibrant magenta and is kept in a practical ponytail. She's wearing a heavily modified dock worker uniform with lots of pouches and belts uh, made of some super synthetic, sturdy as all get out material. Um, it's all modeled gray and black with black combat boots, uh, knee and elbow pads, and tools and weapons all secured in their various holsters. Uh, the outfit is also covered in patches as if it's been repaired dozens of times. She looks like she didn't get much sleep last night, but she still seems perfectly relaxed. And she says, Hey, I'm Rain. Hello, Rain. And uh, real quick, for uh, Vangi and Hecubino, that name means something. Um, Anyone else who wants to can make a culture check, but I'm going to say that the two of you automatically succeed and know who this is. She associated with drifters. She is. Does anyone else want to make a culture check? You don't have to. You can skip sure, it. Sure, sure. 15. All right, yeah. So it looks like a, a lot of you a lot of you know who this is, and that's not surprising. She's kind of a celebrity. Um, so she is the first, she's from the crew of the first uh, ever season of Drifters, the champion. Uh, vessel the renegade uh and uh she is the now sole survivor of that crew uh they were victorious three seasons running and then on their fourth season tragedy befell them and most of the crew perished in an accident uh so um she was the captain and she was very very famous you know maybe 20 years ago uh, Vangi, like you know, kind of points her trident down. It's like, oh, it's it's a it's a real honor. Are you uh, are you like hosting, judging? Oh, oh boy, oh, the fanboy stuff. Well, we got dealings to discuss. I'm, uh, you see, I'm something of your mysterious patron. So you're welcome, I guess. Either that, or I'm sorry. Guess we'll see which one. Well, thank you for providing uh, everything here. Yeah, I'd, sure. I'd offer you a seat, but it seems to be a little bit of a fixer-upper. I think more fixer than upper. Um, and Squeebo uh, zooms around, and Rain goes, Is that a functional Squeebo? I didn't know there were any left in service. I mean, I it's a Squeebo. Were... We haven't really figured it out yet. Apparently yeah, it came they... with the ship and powers itself off the detergent. Okay, yeah, well, I thought they were all recalled after the Dagox 4 massacre. Huh, well, if it's claimed the ship, I say just don't anger it. But, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got dealings to discuss, like I said, so come with me. We will uh, all follow. Where? I'm going to start recording. And at that, uh, um, um, as soon as you, like, flick on the light, she turns and goes, oh, Got one of you. 
What are you, the assistant producer's little minion? Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Float away, little camera bot. I don't need a spy in our midst. Go on, off with you. The rest of you, you can come with me. Uh, maybe you should hang back, Quentin. We need to figure out what this is all about. Mm, can he come if he see. keeps the camera off? Mm. His whole existence is being a camera. How do I know he isn't going to go spill everything we have to talk about to the assistant producer? They say the truth will set you free. Oh, and it's got sayings? Even better. Why should I trust you? I would have to say that my first preference would be that you do not refer to me as it. And secondly, trust is earned. Doubt is the beginning and not the end of wisdom. You work for the company. I got things to say to y'all that have nothing to do with the company. Or rather, I want the company to have nothing to do with them. So, I ask again. You are an employee of X-Stream Productions. Why should I trust you? The camera powers down, and Quentin continues to have the same emoji smile. You're not really making much of a case for yourself there, buddy. I don't believe that I need to make a case for myself. So you want to stay behind, then? I do not. Uh, I hate to... uh, She's a legend. She's our sponsor. You're the assistant producer. Nah. Assistant to the assistant producer. I was under the impression that I was a member of Team Lizard Brain. Uh, I mean, yeah, ours, but he's also kind of being sketchy here, so... I don't believe I'm being sketchy. Well, do you all vouch for him? It's going to be your lives on the line. All right. Um, okay. How about we do this instead? Um, is there anybody here who absolutely needs to hear what you have to say? Like, who, who, who do you need? I'll ask, uh, um, Rain. Uh, yeah, her name is spelled R-A-Y-N-E. Anybody you consider crew, I should talk to. Hmm. Well, we do consider Quentin part of the crew. What if we, um, what if afterwards we let you look at his logs? <sighs> well, I suppose if he's going to be joining you guys, he can come for now. I'll... I've got my own ways of keeping information private for the time being. It's more a matter of going forward and the like. All right, fine. But keep the camera off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, And with that, uh, she heads out of the uh, cargo bay. We will follow. She is not. Yeah, she's not waiting for you guys. So she's just assuming you guys will follow. And yep. uh, these six of you uh, pile off and uh, disembark. And Grace says, okay, well, I'll just start on the repairs myself then. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you can keep in contact with me and let me know if there's anything that I need to pass on to our patron and see if she can cover any of the costs for any materials that we may need. I would start with life support systems first. Perhaps Sounds good. Bye. To repair the power systems first. Definitely going to need humanoid assistance for that. Okay, bye. Bye. We'll be back. Behave, Screamo. Try not to massacre anything. All right. So uh, she it seems to be taking you uh, somewhere in the ring near uh, Drifter's End. 
um, which is not far from where you guys were in the first place. Um, and uh, sure enough, you pull up to a bright uh, magenta neon sign that says Renegades. And below that, it says, here, we're all champions. And uh, you are approaching a rundown kind of family diner joint in Drifter's End. Rain and the six of you approach. Um, You can see, now that you step inside, it's got this plastic leather bench seating with uh, these quick, clean tabletops. And it looks like how people thought the future would look 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. The benches are the bold primary colors, red, yellow, blue. uh, And there's pink neon signs that offer intoxicants by the bar and direct you to the facilities. And out of nowhere uh, appears your host. An outdated simulation hologram AI uh, appearing as a somewhat transparent human man uh, with a receding hairline and fuzzy mustache, wearing a vest and suspenders, uh, while his lower body isn't sufficiently projected by the hollow emitters to uh, really be clear at all. So it kind of looks like you're being greeted by a ghost. <laughs> oh, it, it, so upset that we can't be filming this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, greetings, Nook-a-nick. And then he makes a bunch of weird mouth noises, and uh, a, one of the hollow projectors makes some coral reef arms for him. Uh, two renegades. Here, we're all champions. Mr. Strain, your usual table is ready. And he uh, points to, there are a lot of empty tables in here. There's There are some patrons, sure, but uh, there's a large uh, booth in the back. So the, the like here we're all champions thing and like the general aesthetic is this like a down on its luck like kind of basically drifters focused sports bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sports bar slash family establishment. Yep. I got like classic American diner vibe. Uh, so you all go to the back uh, with Rain, who m- makes herself comfortable, and a little. VR menus uh, pop up in front of each of you. There's no actual physical thing. They're just all uh, emitted. Uh, And it seems like there are little customized menus for each of you based on your Infosphere profiles. Uh, I'll let you guys go over that in a moment. But um, uh, at first, Rain kind of uh, waves a hand and all the the hollow emitters uh, stop. And she pulls out um, a little uh, rod, just slightly larger than her hand, flicks a switch, and sets it on the table. And then um, pulls out a pouch that has uh, several more of these rods in it, it seems, as she opens the pouch and pours them onto the table. <sighs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk security first. Uh, like I said, the stuff I tell you, I don't want to get out. Uh, so each of you take a portable signal jammer. They'll block access Ooh. the info. Yeah, yeah, pretty fancy. Uh, not really, but better something than nothing. 
So they'll, uh, they'll block access to the infosphere and any wireless comm links. Plus, they'll make some uh, fun sounds for whoever might be listening in to enjoy. And as for your friend there, uh, well, for you, I don't know. You might be hardwired. If I had the time, I'd crack you open like an egg to check, but don't think that'll happen today. So, here you go. I wouldn't recommend such a course of action. I'll bet you wouldn't. All right. So, I recognize uh, you two little fan geeks. Um, pointing to Hecubino and Vangi. I smile like that was a compliment. Yeah, same here. Like, just a big, big Fangy grin. I couldn't tell if you said Fangy or Vangi, but either way it worked. (sighs) So you two probably know all the ins and outs and can even name the past five Drifter champions, am I right? Uh, Probably. Well, what about the rest of the crew? Do you all know exactly what you signed on for? This is my first mission. uh, We signed up to be a medic on the Drifter's show. And I get a ship. I have a passing familiarity with the show. Okay. All right. So you need a recap or you good? Sure. First mission and whatnot. Should probably go over the basics. All right. So drifters came out of freebooters and smugglers flying crazy missions off of anyone's sensors or schedules. In the diaspora, we'd dodge asteroids and mining detritus and blast the slimy shantax out of the sky before the flock could tear our ships apart. It was, uh, I don't know, a community of sorts, a collection of people who just didn't belong anywhere else in the galaxy. And we'd turn up in all sorts of places, on planets, doing odd jobs, mostly things that ain't quite legal, but that didn't seem to bother us none. So... We'd just fly. We'd fly to impress the others, show who was the best pilot, best engineer, best captain of the crew, and we got discovered. And the choice became prison camps or cell holovids of our adventures. So didn't seem like a bad deal time. Most of us were dirt poor and could barely keep our ships in repair as it was. So we signed the contracts. Took the money, a few producer lackeys aboard, and then season one of Drifters. Now it's something else altogether. Have you seen episodes of the show? Yeah. So if, I've got a collection of favorites. I can I can I can cue some up if you want afterwards. I have a complete library. Yeah, they always seem to find room for the Infosphere uploads. They say. Uh, they say they got limited interplanetary bandwidth, but uh, I know for a fact they kicked uh, a few technical and medical journals out and managed to always get the latest episode and the uploads. Anyway, how about you? And uh, she nods at Bob. I get to fly a ship. <laughs> well, all right. That you do. Okay, so let me, let me explain how this is going to work. Each race is separated into two segments for the show. The first is planet-bound, the second is in space. Now, they'll pick different planets, and it's not just open space. There's always going to be something going on. I promise you that. Got to keep the show interesting, after all. Last place in each segment is eliminated from competition. But the order you come in 
matters too. You place well enough, you get some extra supplies or some advantage in the next segment, a race. Uh, they keep those pretty locked down until the race actually begins, so you won't know in advance what you're racing for. But you can also get uh, help from your fans. If they back your sponsors enough via the uh, info stream live feeds, you guys pick up a following, you might be able to secure more better sponsors. Better sponsorships means better quality gear, ship upgrades, credits, all that good stuff. Speaking of sponsors, I secured you one, uh, Space Suds. Yeah, it's uh, technically a cleaning product, but I hear it has all kinds of other uses, like industrial lubrication and uh, disintegrator weapons components, you name it. And so, te- technically, it's a food. Oh, you didn't eat it, did you? I don't eat anything. Uh, why? Why, why, why would that be a, be a problem? Oh, you know, you didn't. You didn't go on the infosphere and check the uh, the warnings about that, right? You know what? I'll just leave that for later. But yes, technically it is a food, um, I guess. Uh, so, but the reason that they uh, they decide to get into the drifters market is uh, there's a scandal that says they're responsible for an outbreak of uh, scavenger slime oozes across the system. So they're pushing out a new image and. Um, for now, don't worry about them. Let me handle them. Uh, but once you start getting some good notices, I'll, I'll put you in touch. Okay? Okay. And, uh, yeah, as for me, I'll be a coach for y'all. Kinda. Can't help you during the races. No no outside assistance, officially. Plus, uh, I'm sure they'll be monitoring for anything back-channeled. Again, every time she... she um, she says they or they'll be monitoring or something like that. She seems to dart a look at Quentin. Um, but uh, I can see what I can find out before the races to get you guys as uh, prepared as possible. Uh, as you've probably noticed, they're not much for advance warning. So we're going to have to wing it most of the time. Improvisation, if you want the technical term. That sound good to you? I have a question. Sure. Yeah. Shoot. I believe the colloquialism would be, what's in it for you? (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to be doing some stuff that isn't strictly on the books either. You guys have, uh, well, I know you two have heard of Team Electrum. Yeah, they're the the best. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the heap. Most wins in history. All time, even beating the Renegades. They're the uh, they're the big freaking heroes, right? Thing is... Yeah, oh, what? No. Go on. Tell me oh, what no, you think. I'm just saying. Them. Yeah, everybody loves them. They're great. And they're like... Their ship's always clean. And uh, everybody loves them. And they've got a big following. And... Uh, yeah, like, everyone would, like, literally kill for a spot on their ship. Yeah, I mean, they, they sell... Like just just down the way in the docks, they sell Vorpal One toys. Yep, they've got a quite a marketing team. I'm sure the the licensing fees on that are adding up nicely. Anyway, no, uh, they're they're no heroes. They're fakes and phonies all the way through. That whole we're not just friends, we're family shtick. Yeah, marketing gave that to them to expand their brand appeal. 
If you look oh, back and you'll see that the Renegades had the same schlock in season three. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't matter. We're all fakes and liars sometimes. But they're cheating the races. And people are dying because of it. That's what's in it for me. That's not good. No. Yeah, it's also pretty intense because it's actually hard to cheat in this. Yeah, they have well, like, inside people. Why do you think I didn't want the, uh, excuse me, Quentin here? Oh, you think Quentin is an inside person giving information. But, oh. Wait, so are you here to sabotage us, Quentin? No. How do well, I believe you know? him. How do you know? Motive role on that. I don't. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, so I like the house rule of no sense motives against uh, players. Mm-hmm. And you just have to use <laughs> your, your best judgment. <laughs> Woo! Amu's best judgment is terrible. Good. We all have terrible judgment. Yay. And we're on the show. Well, let me tell you what's at stake. Uh, Team redundant team name. You know, last year's rookies. Mm -hmm. They were a lot. Yeah. They remind me of you guys. Became this close to winning the whole shebang. And wouldn't you know it? Thruster malfunction. Boom. Game over. Before that, there was... Team Lunarcana, they're mystic overloaded in a system with twin moons. Funny thing, she was a star shaman dedicated to Desna. Guess the feelings were mutual. Imagine having all the starlight of the system condensed into a single beam and poured into your skull through your crown chakra. All the crew exploded. Boom. Game over. And don't even get me started on the irony of Team We Love Spiders. That was really yeah, too bad. They were the dark horse. So wait, 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 wait. You're saying that all of those frequent but unfortunate accidents were not accidents? The way I figure it, someone on the inside is helping Team Electrum win. And I want to know why. And I want to stop it. So find some evidence and uh, we set a trap. Oh. Oh, so like we try to be up ahead and then we wait for Team Electrum to try to blow us up well you want to win don't you that's why you're here uh, we want I to mean, win yeah, yes but i also don't want to be bait oh we're here to well be done. a medic on the drifters show i wait 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 wait, 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 wait. if we're bait that means we're winning right yes. if you're losing there's no purpose in killing you yeah i wish not to be killed noted well i've got bad news for the job you signed up for bob i'm a pilot it's the yeah, best job in the galaxy. Drifters. It's the best job even in the galaxy. We, even if we didn't, uh, weren't going to get blown out of the sky by some kind of weird fraud. I guess this was a uh, this was going to be a risky proposition. You'll figure it out. That's Bob's why we're new here. here. Yeah. So when they try to blow you out into the cold vacuum of space, we turn the tables, catch them in the act. But so of course, you uh, like monitoring us. Well, as much as I can, I won't be able to communicate with you. But we do know what kind of tricks they're going to pull. So we'll just be one step ahead. To keep us from getting blown up or. That's right. Having Hecubino explode. That's right. All right. But so, of course, but... you know, it, it, it ain't that simple. There's uh, another complication, which is you guys are way too green to go up against Team Electrum. You're nobodies. You have to make it through a couple rounds first. Plus, like I said, evidence would be good. So we're going to have to get some of that. 
And uh, I'll see what leads I can dig up on my side and send you to go to places I can't. Uh, they keep a pretty close eye on me. I'm counting on you guys flying under the sensors. I can fly anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Bob can do it. Spoken like a true drifter. Oh, yeah. And uh, outside the races, you're working the case, scratching up credits to pay the bills, all that stuff. I can't transfer credits to you. They had to have a lock on all our accounts instantly. They're real good at enforcing the rules when it comes to the little guys somehow. Ain't that just convenient? So here's some fairly hard to trace cred sticks I've scrounged up for you. Uh, and she sets another pouch on the table. 4,200 credits in all, so 700 each. Don't spend it all in one place. Ooh. We will try not to. I'm writing my 700 on my sheet if everyone wants to do the same. As am I. These are old cred sticks. Like, they're much nicer, newer ones, and it's not even in even denominations. It looks like these have definitely been been scrounged up. These are like 10, 15-year-old cred sticks, but they'd still be honored, so whatever. (laughs) Money's money. As you guys may or may not know, credits are the the currency of everything in Starfinder, and it's an entirely digital currency, but um, these cred sticks are effectively pr- pretty anonymous, um, and uh, so if you if you don't transfer them into any of your personal accounts, they can kind of be spent like cash. Cool. Nice. I mean, there's some, there's some theories on the Infosphere that, you know, there's tracking chips in all of them. But... How, how, how'd you pick us, like, as opposed to, I don't know, one of the bigger teams? Uh, the bigger teams are too into the system. They've uh, drank deeply, and I think they would, uh, I can't trust them. Plus, I saw what uh, happened with Team Rust Dragon, and I thought, these kids have some, well, moxie to them at least. Uh, yeah. Hey, you wouldn't happen to know if uh, Team Rust Dragon is uh, back in the races, would you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I imagine they will, uh, yeah. Making enemies early and often. Who's Team Rust Dragon? Uh, team Rust Dragon is a team that used to be very good on drifters until they uh, ran into a slight problem. What was that problem? Uh, the problem was that uh, Vangi and I decided to prove our medal right in the middle of the competition in front of everybody, and we kind of blew them up in the process. Uh, we were also working for them at the time. Thus gaining your entry into the games. Yeah. It was awesome. Why did you yeah, blow up the people you were working for? Because well, they wouldn't put us on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this talent. They were just sitting on that. Mm. Because Abu, he who hesitates is lost. Two, two stocks will kind of come out and get a closer observation of a Hecumino. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, leading see. man material. Why were they yeah. sitting on you? I don't know. Politics. <laughs> Experience, I guess. Oh, you don't mean literally. Okay. I mean stocks will come back in. I mean there was that one time, but you know, I should have gotten <laughs> out of the cockpit faster. You were making repairs. Yeah, you know. In any case, good. Good to know uh, Team Rust Dragon is back. Got to watch out for them. Uh, anyone else we should watch out for? Oh, I'd watch All out the for other everybody. Teams. Yeah. Hmm? 
everyone. They'll all be gunning for anyone they think they can knock out easily. And as you guys don't have a reputation yet, they'll see you as an easy, an easy one. Nobody wants to lose to newbies. That's fair. I don't even want to lose to a newbie. Also too bad. Nobody wants to lose. Mm, Okay. So try to catch Team Electrum in it. Watch out for the other teams. Go on smaller runs first. Gather evidence. The conspiracy. Don't trust extreme. Right. Yeah, that's about the size of it. All right. Anyway, we should try to get in touch with you if we get info or whatever. Yeah, here's my personal com link. Ding. Personal ding com link. Well, thank you for giving us a chance to prove ourselves through this extremely dangerous assignment. Uh, Like I said, you're welcome or I'm sorry. Take your pick. I say it's both. Thank you. If you want, uh, this restaurant still serves food. I know not many people come here anymore, but it would be on me. Yep. Never turned out a free meal. All right. No more on uh, the whole conspiracy murder plot, okay? Can never tell who's listening. Okay. And uh, she clicks off the little um, uh, signal jammer rod, and uh, the VR menus pop back up um, because they were, they actually, like the little, the emitters had a uh, connection to Infosphere Lost. Uh, logo and was like rotating um, all the while you guys were talking. But now that connection is resumed and it has popped up uh, little menu recommendations for each of you. Oh, thank goodness. Um, I'm sorry. I was connected to Wi-Fi with Grace back at the ship. Well, you, when you turn that on, I'm, I'm sorry. It limited some of my processing capacities and I turned to Amu. I didn't say anything stupid, did I? Not that we're aware of. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Stephen, you get a recommendation for oily void pearls, which are large gelatinous eggs from the skyfish of Kassoth, which are slick, considered to be slick on the tongue and a delicacy among many androids. And to Pair with that is Robo Gogo's Crystal Dimension Sparkling Wine, which uh, the manufacturer Robo Gogo is known for a nanite-based taste enhancer. Again, favored amongst many androids. Can I have a cheeseburger? Uh, ah, so funny you should ask. I will say that for everyone, there is another option, which is on every single one of your menus, there's the Absalom generic burger of unknown provenance and Hmm. and italics underneath. It says you don't have to eat something you haven't before. (laughs) And, uh, it's the kids menu (laughs) for Hecubino. Uh, it has a platter called brain food, which is actually just foods that are good for the brain, supposedly nuts and berries and dark chocolate and a few oily void pearls as well, along with a scrambled cider, which is made out of nano-engineered apples, um, which uh, cuts through the oil nicely. Yeah, I'll have that, but uh, dressing on the side. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, the uh, the your your waiter. Um, he's actually now as as a he's the same projection, but he's not a host now. He's your waiter, uh, and he's got name tag, and it says Connor. Um, says yes, yes, of course. Let me let me let me take your orders, um, and scrambles that down uh, on on a holographic pad that he doesn't need. <laughs> um, uh, Vangi, yours is rage pepper meat stick with a desert snake dessert. Uh, the meat stick is a little tough and peppery. Um, it's extremely spicy, um, but the desert snake is that sweet and spicy mix. I love everything about this. Um, and uh, paired with that is a skitter sec, which is a type of um, it's skittermander mezcal. Now, and and a bunch of weird juices and all sorts of stuff like that mixed in there. So skittermanders, if people aren't familiar with them, are they're an alien species that uh, live on think on Vesk three primarily, but they're they're now all over the galaxy. And um, when uh, the Vescarium conquered them, uh, they really didn't know what to make out of them because they're just super helpful and friendly. But they also don't obey orders if you're not like right there. They don't really seem to have any like the Vest basically said we've conquered you, and they're like okay, we don't know what that means, and that's irrelevant. Um, so they are, they are kind of the Vesk's, uh, comic bane. Um, but this is a, a, a known, uh, alcohol. Oh, are they the drink. ones that look like tribbles? Uh, like kind of like, like with like six arms, they're like cute and fuzzy. Yeah, They're bloody. Yes, I wasn't going adorable. to call them tribbles, but they, yes, that's what they are. They're yeah, fuzzy they look, and they're, like, they're like space teddy bears. Yes. Yeah. But they're like the tribbles to like the Vesk's Klingon. Yes. A, a plus. Um, for Quentin, it, she'll just say, oh, like, sorry, "I don't understand why people don't come to this restaurant all the time. These recommendations are spot on." Yeah, it has to do with intergalactic shipping and everything being custom, and it wasn't really extensible as far as that. You know what? Just enjoy. <laughs> Quentin, uh, you get recommended a nutrient nanite slurry with strawberry flavoring. Um, alongside a RoboGoGo strawberry rosé. That sounds fine. I'll, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> All right, sure. I, 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 two years ago, when I was one, I had a bad reaction to these. So I've kind of avoided them since. You say to the giant, oily yes. eggs? Yes. <laughs> cool. Um. Hecubino has has a couple with yeah, his. He's fine to eat them, but I've I've just lost all my appetite to those things. Amu, uh, you get offered a spirulina shake, which is a green algae based smoothie, and sadly, it's really the only vegan thing on the menu that you think you could digest. So you know, why do pieces still think it's okay to only have one algae based food? Honestly, what year is it? It's not twenty seven 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 two five three anymore. Yeah, I bet they don't even have like a heat lamp for photosynthesis. Uh, in response to Vengi saying talking about the heat lamp, it's like we have our own, and a heat lamp will come out of the shell. 
She like oh, kind of positions grow your herself own to get under it. <laughs> oh, are you like a, a lizard curling up under a heat lamp? Yes, exactly. She like like oh. her like the little like uh, spikes on the back of her neck kind of like uh, spike up a little bit, like arcing towards it. Nice. Yeah. Amu will uh, uh, actually turn it towards her. She like opens her mouth and kind of like her tongue like slightly sticks out. <laughs> and then uh, Skritik, uh <laughs> you get recommended a traditional Yusoki cheese plate, um, which turns out it's not actually traditional at all, but it, there is a, a nice rich and creamy cheese and another is deep fried. So, um, you know, that's not bad. And uh, it, along with uh, Besmarin Free Captain's Rum Mai Tai. <laughs> okay. I'll take that and a burger. And a burger. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is, uh, you know, a survivor at work there. You know that this free free food is not offered frequently. When the next time we're going to have a meal like this. Yeah. Got to stash it in the cheek pouches. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Rain herself has a mountain eel pie and a dwarven stout. Um, the pie is like 18 inches in diameter. And it's filled with like a lamprey type thing. All right. So you settle in for a good meal. Uh, and you can ask uh, Rain any questions you think of that are race related basically anything that uh that you would ask like your coach and she's happy to um answer well she's actually kind of gruff but she answers and uh towards the end of the meal unless and if you guys have anything in particular you want to go over we can do that or we can uh, skip it uh, i will i will say that as soon as hecubino's food comes in he uh gets an additional plate and without like saying anything or doing any like sort of deal about it just like cuts up or gets a whole bunch of his food puts it on that plate and passes it to vangi vangi uh like uh picks like picks up some of her food and passes it to hecubino it's like again just like silently nothing exchanged there we just do that Mm -hmm. nice okay um, oh, so also for the uh, androids, yeah, that uh, that manufacturers um, alcoholic drinks do actually cause uh, little uh, glitches in, the, like it in the nanites inject little uh, decomposing software uh, code snippets that um, break your concentration and you know, cause little verbal tics and um, uh, time not elapsing along your perfect internal chronometers uh, quite right, as though you were inebriated. Slightly. Bob is slightly panicked over this. This may be the first time that he's ever been inebriated. They say a penny saved is worth two at the bush. Uh Veggie probably uh, pesters Rain with some mix of like probably like useful questions of like strategy or like training regimens or things like that, but then also like ridiculous fangirl questions. Like so, it's like, well, in this episode, when you said this, were you actually trying to like start up a relationship with this character, or was that just like a manipulation strategy? 
so uh, she is she's she'll answer those kind of questions, but it's rough. She's just like I don't you know this is somebody from twenty years ago remembering their their heydays, and um, she she says you know, stuff along the lines of like. Yeah, that was all uh, Maven's idea. She was uh, kind of the brains of the operation. Or, you know, um, she she's she's relatively uh, terse. Um, you, you find her answers somehow compelling anyway. And that's one other thing I, I should mention about, um, about Lashinta in general and certainly... Uh, Rain is despite her kind of uh, gruff or terse exterior, there's still something about her. Those of you that know Lashunta well and did well in your uh, checks from earlier know that this is a common thing for Lashunta. You know, whether it's um, just the fact that they're like very, very symmetrical or that they have some sort of special pheromone or something like that, but they, they seem to radiate like they seem to either put people at ease or make people um, kind of entranced by them or, or willing to do what they say a little bit more so than, than most other uh, species. So even though she gives you kind of clipped answers, uh, you can, I assume, stay uh, quite interested and at the edge of your uh, plastic leather bench seat. Absolutely. Uh, Amu's not going to be asking a whole lot of questions but uh, they will be picking scraps from literally every plate on the table <laughs> without asking. Critic's going to uh, chase you off with a fork, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Stab him in the hand. Mm, considering it. I got extra, but watch yourself. The first time he does that to Vanjie, she just shrugs and like just grabs a piece of algae off his plate and then pops it in her mouth and then like makes a extremely disgusted face <laughs> so um out of curiosity uh is amu does he have any sort of eating dietary restrictions or is he able to eat all of this food regardless of whether it's like a rage pepper meat stick or, or anything else literally able to eat anything benthic area scavengers for what the recreci are yep it's like none of this is cool. rotten what's up with that it's delicious none of this is rotten some of this should be rotten. It would taste better. Maybe the eggs. Also, I assume that a lot of the food that Amu takes is just going to like be sitting in a chamber in a shell for like the next week or so. It's possible. Parsley. We don't know yet. All right. So you're sitting around. You know, you're you're. You think you're basically wrapping up um, the the end of the meal and getting ready to uh, head back to the ship uh, when. Uh, you, some of you hear a familiar voice. Well, what do we have here? And a big, bulky human male uh, with a shaved head, a big red bushy beard, and a cybernetic eye uh, enters the establishment. He's wearing uh, battle harness powered armor and, with an integrated railgun on his back. Um, and, uh, Vangi and Hecubino, uh, recognize this as Red Iron, the, uh, leader of Team 
Rust Dragon. Oh, hey, man, what's up? Uh, funny, funny meeting you here. Small, uh, small station. And uh, under her breath, Rand says, I smell a setup, but fine. Uh, and alongside, um, or rather immediately following Red Iron, are a pair of Kasathan twins. Uh, one is wearing uh, green and gold in kind of like a leaf um, robes outfit. Uh, the other is wearing purple and black in like a banded, almost lamellar-like uh, fashion with like a, a um, like a battle skirt. Um, and uh, they both wear uh, matching uh, veils over the lower half of their faces, like all Kasathans do. Um, and then there's a uh, heavily uh, cybernetic uh, goblin and a um, literally sparkling uh, gnome uh, kind of floating along beside them. Um, not not actually floating, but uh, she seems to be hopping from from piece of furniture to piece of furniture uh, while she's wearing a blue and yellow and purple uh, shimmering crystal uh, dress and using her uh, com link to start. She, you can tell she's recording uh, this whole thing from a, a first person perspective. And she's even talking into her com link as she goes. <sighs> So, you think you got a crew now? Team Lizard Brain, is it? Quentin, 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 Quentin. Yes. Start rolling. I am rolling. Yeah, that's us. Team Lizard Brain. We're the new kids on the block, and we're going to knock your block off. (laughs) You caught us by surprise once before, because we trusted you. You were a pick crew, but... Now, we've rebuilt. Team Rust Dragon is stronger than ever. With me, Red Iron, as the new captain, we're going to knock you guys out in the first round. Um, And with that, his railgun turns as if to fire on you guys, and it starts spinning. um, And then no bullets come out. It just goes... <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Also, congratulations on your promotion. They say an orangutan in silk robes is an orangutan nonetheless. <sighs> for as for the rest of you, watch out for these two. They're just a bunch of rooks. Don't know what they're doing. They're about to get y'all killed. Lean into Vengi. Uh, What's a rook? So is it like the bird? Rookie. No, like wow. like rookie, like newbie. Uh, yeah, yeah. You underestimated us before. It looks like you're still underestimating us. <laughs> Bet you don't even know where the first segment's gonna run, do you? Where is the of first segment we do, gonna run? But just so we're on the same page, where do you think it is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Rooks, you think the race is just on the planet or in the stars? We're always competing! And he slams his uh, gauntleted hand on the table. And uh, at that, um, Connor, your waiter, appears 
Um, but now, uh, in addition to the, the vest and the suspenders and the mustache, he's um, got a little uh, visor on that is one of those tracking visor things, like a heads-up display thing. And uh, little some of the hollow emitters from around the restaurant have switched and they've turned into uh, kill mode, so they're they're lasers, and the whole room again turns uh, red because uh, it needs the other spectrums of light for the uh, laser arrays. It's like now, now, now. Mant, I suggest temperance here, everyone. We can't have the authorities being called. Yeah, and he spilled my mezcal. Rain will just say, "Yeah, why don't you save it for the race, big guy." <sighs> um and uh red iron turns to uh the gnome who's doing the recording and uh goes in for his close-up and says the new team rush dragon will have revenge and justice and vengeance okay we're good we're good yeah but i meant every word i said to rooks just starting to like you guys and then they, they leave. Good luck with the race. See you soon. He's a nice very to see jo- you again. He's a very jovial person. No, he's not. You misread that. Yeah. He's very, very angry at us. But laughter means... Yeah, he is. And actually, he's really tough and dangerous, so uh, he might kill you. But laughter means yeah, happy. I'm, I'm pretty worried about that new team. They, they look... The, the twins, that's really creepy. And, oh, the uh, twins such a good move why aren't any of you twins i know right could could you like she like looks at quentin Weird. and like bob could you like one of you rebuild actually there are 37 other models that are just like me mm, i don't know that we're, i want that we're a few million of the same siblings hey amu don't get yes. me wrong you are working it you've got the whole uh metal organic tendril thing going like you're you're on yep. point don't change the aquatic thing. audience is gonna love this love it yeah but anyway yeah back to the original uh line of conversation those guys are dangerous avoid them at all costs they will kill you and they're actually gunning for us unlike most other teams who you know probably still don't know who we are <laughs> yet uh, yet i like your enthusiasm yeah <laughs> that's great Vanky and Hecubino, uh, you know that um, uh, what uh, Red Iron does, besides his guns, um, he is what's called a vanguard. Um, he can uh, manipulate the forces of entropy and channel it into uh, direct hand-to-hand combat. Um, and basically, entropic blast people apart uh, with his hands. Fancy. He's also extremely tough. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to mess with that guy. If you find yourself in a one-on-one fight with him, just try to get away from him. Because uh, unless you're very, very confident in your ability to not be torn apart both by a big pair of meat hooks and uh, the entropy of the universe, I would not, I would just not. Generally try not to anyway. That's good. The, uh, the um, rest of the uh, restaurant lights 
a return to normal entertainment mode. Kill mode has been deactivated. And uh, Connor is looking again like himself. Mr. Strain, is, is there anything else you require? It's like, ah, just call me Rain. It's like, you know I can't do that, mistress. But um, now that those scallywags are off, um, shall I? And uh, she just says, just put it on my tab. So, of, of course, of course. And a uh, little... Little servo bots come and clear away the table and do a quick clean, and it's all as if you were never here. Um, but uh, Rain stops you before you get up and goes, "There is a uh, there's one thing that Connor brought up that I suppose we should discuss, which is the uh, the authorities, the law." Quentin, 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 recording. Stop filming. I have stopped recording. Okay. So, uh, one piece of advice. Don't count on them for anything. The stewards and the starfinders and such. Yeah, they, they got other problems. Like the corpse fleet of Eos and some Islanti star empire diplomat assassin or some such. Plus the company's legal team is no joke i don't know them personally Mm -hmm. but whatever rules they can't bend they get changed or get exemptions or they find some friendly planet or system to host for that segment since you're all technically volunteers nobody seems to care much that you might be murdered after all if you don't like the job just quit right okay independent contractor cut us off independent contractors exactly all right, just so long as you know, there's nobody else you can yeah. count on out there. Yeah, that waiver we had us sign was no joke. Well, you guys should probably clean up, fix your ship, get some rest. They'll be sending you mission assignments soon. I'll try to find out if I can I'll try to figure out where they're sending you. Okay. Thanks for your help. It's a, it's a real honor. Yeah, it's been great. And thanks for lunch. Thanks for the food, yeah. And as everyone uh, files out of the restaurant and is content with all of their uh, their food and um, uh, their quest being given to them, uh, there is a um, little internal buzz, but it's not out audible to anybody else, uh, sent but in a message being sent in private mode just to Quentin. Um, it's private mode, so if you play it back, only you will hear it. Ooh. I will play it back and only I will hear it. All right. And it is from Crystal Wiles, the assistant producer. <sighs> and it says, Hey there, Quincy Vincent Clinton? Yeah. So I'm going to need to ask you to do the company a favor and just go ahead and let me know everything that goes on aboard the ship. Just whatever anyone is saying or doing or thinking, who you meet and talk to, what you do on off hours. Because, you know, for you, this is really like your whole purpose, okay? It's like you were literally built for this. And if you want to advance in the company, this is a key first step. So a promotion to technical advisor, to the assistant producer, that could be yours 
You can't climb the ladder of social mobility without stepping on some people's hands, right? Oh yeah, you float. So like, I suppose ladders? How do you even climb ladders, though? Message over. And that's my my end for the episode. All right. That was a pretty good cliffhanger right there. Thank you so much, Kevin, for giving us a fun adventure this week. Ooh, there's going to be some serious discussions coming up later, I'm sure, about uh, who's having negative reactions to what meal and uh, who uh, who really wanted seconds but couldn't, who didn't want to ring up a bill unnecessarily. Oh, so much to talk about. But we're going to have to wait until next week uh, to do that. In the meantime, head over to the website, Majorspoilers.com. Let us know what you think. Head over to the Discord server and talk with other critical uh, hit listeners and uh, share your thoughts about this episode. And if you want to hear next week's episode before everyone else, become a patron at patreon.com slash Majorspoilers. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.